Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. Hey everyone, it's your homegirl, Kelsey Aida, and I have a very, very exciting announcement. And that is that I'll be hosting my second annual Radical Self-Love Retreat in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, the beach in Mexico where they film Bachelor in Paradise, fun fact. But (laughs) we're going there next January, 2021. Worst case scenario because of COVID, I have second backup dates planned, so don't worry about that. I know you're probably thinking, who plans a retreat in the middle of a pandemic? Well, me, because I'm hoping that by then things would be more calm. And if not, I have a backup date, so don't even worry. But it's going to be six days, all inclusive of an amazing time with like-minded women who are all there to connect with themselves, to connect with each other. And this is not just your regular spiritual retreat where we do meditation and yoga and healing work and Reiki and all of that, which we do. But in addition to that, we also have fun and dress up to go out to dinner and we ride ATVs in the mountains and we go parasailing on the beach and we snorkel with the fish and we do tarot card reading and we do candlelit yoga at night and We do yoga every morning overlooking the ocean and we have people at the house to cook us amazing food. And it's just like a one of a kind experience. So if you want to hang out with me for six days in Mexico, go to kelseyaida.com forward slash retreat. This is a very small, intimate group. There's only space for 10 more women. So if you're interested, definitely look into it. I have created payment plans to make it more affordable and accessible for you guys And I hope you can come because it's going to be amazing. Also, before we dive into the show, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our new Patreon, Melissa. Hey girl, thanks for being a Patreon. And if you are not a Patreon already and you're listening to this and you're like, what is that? That is where we post extended episodes of the show and you can support the show by donating as little as $3 a month to get access to a bunch of bonuses and goodies and fun stuff like that. So without further ado, we're going to go into today's episode with John Kim, the angry therapist, where we talked all about connecting with ourselves, connecting with each other, and just connecting in general during these weird times. So I think you're going to love it. Thanks for being here. We love you guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here. You are listening to High Vibe In It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. And today, Mr. John Kim is here. You might also know him as the Angry Therapist on Instagram. And he's really great, really awesome, very wise, and very, I feel like, grounded and real in his teaching. So that's part of the reason why we wanted to have him on the show. I feel like just personally speaking, being a follower of yours on Instagram for a while, I feel like you're one of the more authentic voices in the space of personal development. And I just really love that about you. So thanks for being here. Yeah, what a great compliment. Thank you so much. Um, Why don't you tell us about like how you, first of all, Kelsey knew about you she introduced you, uh, me to you. And so when I started following, I was like, oh, that's an interesting 
title, The Angry Therapist. Can you talk about like where that came from and like why that that's you? Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I used to be angry in my 20s and um, some of my 30s. Uh, angry because I was unhappy. Uh, I come from the um, screenwriting world. I was a screenwriter be- before a therapist. And um, I, I, you know, I was just, uh, I tell people I was chasing shiny things. And I, I, I got into it uh, because I was uh, passionate about writing and wanting to create stories. And then at a certain point, it just was, it didn't feel honest to me anymore. And I was forcing myself to do it uh, now for the wrong reasons. So hoping that I would um, you know, have the house in the hills and chasing um, money and what I thought success looked like. Um, and so I, I think the byproduct of not being happy can make, make people angry. <laughs> so right. um, I was angry. And then um, I just thought um, it was kind of funny to call a blog the angry therapist. You know, I thought, I thought it was kind of funny that a therapist is angry. So there was that. Um, but it definitely looked- drew my attention. I was like, oh, I like this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm not angry anymore. And uh, at that time, I was going through a divorce. Um, and I didn't know this at the time, but I think it was my kind of like subconscious way of telling people that I was human, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important, like when we're teachers in this space to not come off, to not just show certain perspectives or certain aspects of ourselves that are happy and that are cheerleaders and that are enthusiastic because we also have the sad parts, the depressed parts, the angry parts, like we're all so human. And I wish that I would have known that sooner because I realized when I started my blogging journey that I was just blogging from the one part of me that was like my inner cheerleader and I would like cheerlead Mm -hmm. other people and people started to think, oh, Kelsey must be happy all the time. Oh, Kelsey feels good every day. It's like, no, I'm a person like everybody else. I just wasn't as integrated back then. So I think that's cool that you even keep that name today even though you're not angry anymore, obviously, but just to show like, yeah, I'm real, I'm a person and we all go through different emotions. Yeah, congrats on shattering that veneer. Um, I think one of the things about wellness today is the crust of it. So a lot of people, um, especially coaches and people who are um, helping other people, pretending to be you know perfect or in perfect relationships or, or living perfect lives, um, and that's not true. You know, we yeah. all have our struggles. So um, when I pull the curtain back and start to talk about my feelings and how I was hurting and, and all of that, um, I think people um, gravitated to that side of me more so than the um, letters after my name or you know trying to, to teach lessons about uh, therapy or love or whatever. Now, in your, when you trained to be a, a, a are you a psychotherapist? Like what yep. is your, you're okay. uh, li- uh, licensed marriage family therapist. Got it, okay. So I know I'm a certified hypnotherapist and I know during my training even they're like, do not bring yourself into the room. Mm-hmm. Stay very, you know, neutral. Sure. Neutral, exactly. Stay yeah. very objective. Um, you're there to talk about them, not you. However, like I know in my experience, and I'm sure you can attest to this, there's so much connection that happens when they know you get it, and yeah. they know, especially if you've been through it, like you know, and, and sometimes I'll even ask for, I'll be like, do you mind if I bring myself into the room and talk about me for a second? And they're like, yes, of course, please. And I found that by doing that, it bridges that what could be seen as a gap between the therapist and the client. Do you find that as well? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing that I, the the flag that I've been waving with. And of course there's a balance, right? If you start making it about about you, uh, (laughs) they should be charging you. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's sharing your story. It's, um, 
connecting with the client by uh, humanizing yourself, right? Um, but at the same time, you're not making it about you. So right. if you think that your share is going to help your client, I think that's that's a good thing, right? Um, not if you're sharing, uh, not if it's coming from an ego place or mm. a place of, uh, you know, creating a, a space that that is suddenly, you know, that revolves around you instead of the client. Exactly. Yeah. And it's tricky. It's not easy to do. And I've made um, mistakes and, you know, I've made it about me many times, you know? Yeah. 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 So in what kind of got brought you into this work? Cause you said you were a screenwriter before. So what kind of drew you to this work that you're doing now? Yeah. I was talking to my own therapist. Um, I was trying to save a marriage and, uh, I, uh, wasn't happy. And he's like, if you, if you can't make movies, you know, what do you want to do? And so I, I said, I want to do what you're doing. I've always loved psychology and, uh, but I was a C student. I hated school and I thought you needed um, a PhD. I thought you need to, to like go to school forever. And uh, mm-hmm. he said, no, you just need a master's. What he didn't tell me was you need 3000 hours. Um, and I don't know what you did for the hypnotherapy piece, but uh, to be a licensed therapist and an LMFT, you need 3000 hours. And then there's like the big exam and stuff. And so um, two years of school and then 3000 hours, which took me like six years. And it was a long journey. Um, yeah. I have a uh, colleague whose daughter was doing the, the LCSW at the same time that right. I was doing my hypnotherapy. And she's like, yeah, she's got, she's got thousands of hours. She's got to do it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. And it's, it is arduous because it takes yeah. a really, really long time. Like I needed 700, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that was, on top of the continuing education and that still took a long time. So it was just like, I cannot imagine 3000 hours, six yeah. years, huh? Yeah. That sounds yeah. about right. Honestly. Yeah. It was a long, lonely journey. And then also um, the internet and how we help people was changing. So yeah. um, there was this swell of um, helping people in different ways. And so I kind of decided to work, uh, I guess you would say unconventionally. And I called myself a coach and I, met people at coffee shops and did walks around lakes and uh, met, brought people into the CrossFit box and stuff like that. I thought if we're going to talk about life, let's do life while we're talking. Uh, and of course, as a therapist, you're not supposed to do any of that stuff. Right. Um, but I started experimenting, you know, I, I also worked in high end treatment centers with my shirt tucked in, you know, in the DSM under my uh, arm. And I, it wasn't, I, it, I didn't feel authentic. I felt like, um, like a like a, a, a self betterment vending machine, you know. I felt mm-hmm. like I was uh, made in a factory, um, and so I kind of hopped the fence and I started to um, work in ways that were more casual than clinical. And um, I'm sure you know uh, uh, some of it's controversial, um, but it works for me. And um, and then of course using social media, and that that turned into its own company. So like now, now we um, certify life coaches. Um, and so it's been, I think we've graduated over a thousand. So it's been really wow. bigger than me. That's amazing. And yeah. I, I, I love that you say like, it may be controversial, but it works for me. And I would mm-hmm. say more importantly, it works for your clients. Like the yeah. experiences they have, they're not going to forget who you are. They're not going to forget your name. They're going to know that the change was real because you're real. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, if it works for your clients, like, period the end and they have good experiences and they find the transformation is effective yeah I I think it's the new way um you know I think um people want to know who you are more than the letters after your name so I think that's the difference between the old you know like the the therapist that our parents saw and then and then us, us today 
Fun fact, when I first started online, which was in like 2017, we had just mm. moved to Vegas and I just didn't want to rent an office. I didn't want to deal right. with it. So I was like, I think I'm going to just do hypnotherapy online. If they can hear my voice, you know, I don't touch anyone. So if they can mm -hmm. hear my voice, then perfect. Um, I waved, I was like, look guys, I got, I graduated with honors. Mm -hmm. Look at my certification. Nobody cared yeah, that I had certification. <laughs> right. They're like, okay, but who are you? And I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm certified. Like I have yeah. so many hours and I did all these things. And that was a hard lesson to learn because they drill it into you. Like sure. you need to be professional and you need to yeah. wear the name tag and do all these things. I'm just like, well, I'm pretty cool though. <laughs> like yeah. my personality is pretty cool. I should probably show more of that. And, and it took me a while, but yeah, no one cared. I'm certified and nobody cared. And it yeah. was just like, that was a hard lesson for me, for me to learn. Are you still practicing uh, hypnotherapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Boy, am I. <laughs> She's busier than ever these days. Oh, yeah, great. Thanks to the podcast and other things, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a, it's been interesting. Um, so I want to talk first of all. I had this phrase pop into my head because I feel like we we talked about it a little bit before the call. Um. And I know it's not exactly virtual enlightenment, but I know you mentioned like how your practice has morphed being online. How long have you been online? Was it just because of the pandemic or did you do before? No, um, started in, uh, with Tumblr on, on my, the Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Throwback. The, yeah. What was that? 2000, maybe 10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like a decade ago going through a rebirth. And I, you know, I created that blog um, on Tumblr because I, I didn't think anyone would, would read it. And it was kind of like a, uh, a digital journal, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it started with that and then that turning into people asking questions to then wanting sessions. Um, and I also couldn't afford an office. I was broke. I was starting, yeah. you know, all over. Um, didn't have uh, friends, didn't have any kind of sense of self, didn't have any money. And so I, one of the reasons why I met people in coffee shops was because it was free. You know, it was just a part, part of it was just survival. Um, and then I realized I enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, Tumblr and then playing around with everything from like when Google Hang Hangouts came out, mm -hmm. um, people were putting the webcam outside of their, you know, we had these external webcams, remember that? Uh, and I ran my first group uh, and people were still on dial-up. So it was kind of like this and there was like <laughs> six of us. But I remember closing my MacBook and thinking, holy shit, this is amazing. And this is going to be the new way. Yeah. Um, and I was obsessed with it, but the technology wasn't there yet. And now, of course, with the Zoom and, and, and even, you know, the, the pandemic, um, now we're ready. And now mm -hmm. it, I think it's common language. You know, everyone is just on Zoom now. We're like living on Zoom. Uh, yeah. So whether we're podcasting um, or I, I, uh, me and my team, we run groups on Zoom. And so um, I think this is just kind of, um, it's, it's so ripe for us to connect in this way. And then also... Um, because it's worldwide uh, in an instant, like jump into people's living rooms, you know, w with permission, of course, and um, mm -hmm. create, create meaningful conversations and all of that. Hey guys, just want to take a quick second to talk to you about one of our coolest new sponsors, the Squalane and Lactic Acid Resurfacing Night Serum by Biosance. That is a tongue twister, but I love it. And the product works so good. I've been using it every night on my skin, you guys, and I wake up glowing. My pores look smaller. I don't even need to use moisturizer after, although you can if you want to. And I just wash my face. I put it on before bed. I wake up glowing. It's a win-win all around, honestly. It's been clinically proven to produce visible results in one single night, which it definitely has for me. 
100% of users saw significant exfoliation overnight. So it's really good for just getting rid of any of the dead skin cells. And as a cosmetologist, I mean, when I'm not here, like talking about other stuff that I love, basically it's really, really amazing. And it has my stamp of approval. 100% of users have also showed improvement in the appearance of pores and have also showed a visible reduction in the appearance of fine lines. So who doesn't love that? It actually works to boost your skin cells renewal process and works with your skin as you sleep. It's balanced with 10% vegan lactic acid. It's powerful enough to produce dramatic results, but gentle enough for daily use. If you guys want to try this, which I think you definitely should, go to biosans.com for 20% off your next purchase. Of course, using the code VIBIN. Once again, that's B-I-O-S-S-A-N-C-E.com. Get 20% off your next purchase with the code V-I-B-I-N. So how do you find it um, beneficial, I guess, or I don't know what the word would be, um, to create that connection virtually? Because it seems like mm. an oxymoron, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm connecting with somebody who I've never, yeah. we've never, me and Kelsey have never met face-to-face. -face. I've never touched that beautiful hair. Oh, wow. I've never actually <laughs> like given her a high five. Um, How do you when we've, know if she's real? She might be like I know. Hologram. She's probably like a hologram <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, so then how did you guys meet? Just online? Yeah, yeah, so I had I ran this summit in 2017 when I first moved, and uh, mm. she was one of the first people that jumped out at me. I don't remember how I found you. It was so weird. It's a um, I was looking for somebody who did manifesting, and she had bleach blonde hair and bright red lipstick at the time. Wow. And, uh, and we just kind of hit it off. And she, we both lived in California when I first met her, but I very shortly moved um, to Vegas right after, so we never actually crossed paths. And then she moved from California to Ohio. So oh, wow. who knows? So who knows what's going to happen? A, you guys are a great example. And but here's the thing: you guys yeah. are authentically like really best friends, right? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Um, like FaceTime all the time outside of the show, and like now we talk a lot about the show because it's our like business podcast partnership. Yeah. But before that, like I was calling Lindsay in tears, like my boyfriend <laughs> broke up with me, or like yes. I had the best day ever at the salon. I helped so many people, or whatever. Like mm -hmm. we're besties, and it's and, crazy that that just happened organically. When she was like, "Hey, you wanna? Can you do this interview?" And I was like, "Yeah," and then we just hit it off. And yeah. you guys are you guys are in your thirties, early thirties, late twenties. I'm thirty five. She's twenty six. Yeah, 26. Oh, wow. Okay, right. But you guys are that next generation. Um, and this yeah. is normal. Like yeah. meeting someone online, establishing an authentic connection, yeah. um, working online. Um, you guys are now 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 best friends. Um, and then you have a podcast and you've never met. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of just the way the world is today, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I want to dive into... Yeah. I want to dive into like some maybe I don't want to call them exercises or tips because that sounds lame, but some mm -hmm. beneficial perspectives of like how to connect with people through the screen even deeper um, mm. in like more conscious, meaningful ways. So like, do you have any things that you like to do with either new clients or maybe new friends or people in your groups that facilitates like a stronger connection than you would normally have? Just like looking at Yeah, screen. I think with groups, um, if you're facilitating to allow the group to to kind of like take a life of its own uh the the movie i reference is the breakfast club i don't know mm -hmm. if you guys mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. more my generation but one of my favorite movies and uh you know there's a there's always a character arc there's always um whether it's an episode of a podcast or a group we start somewhere we go somewhere we come back right uh, and like the hero's journey we come back to the village changed 
Um, so um, in a group, if you are just talking, if you're just lecturing, if you're I just can tell you're a screenwriter in this moment. Sorry, your screenwriter, your bright light kind of shone for a second. Yes, definitely. Hero's Journey. Yeah, well, nobody says that unless you know movies and you know how to sure. create a story. <laughs> But I mean, but that's also an example. I believe that whatever we do, even even if we don't quote unquote succeed at it, mm -hmm. um, it's a seed planted. It's a part of who we are. We bring it to other areas of our life, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah bring that stuff. But um, I think that uh, groups take a life of its own when you are um, facilitating instead of dominating. When you're coming with people instead of at people. Um, when you are authentic, when you are showing yourself. And I think that's when the magic happens. And I think that's when you can go deeper, um, even though uh, the format is, you know, internet and the screen is two dimensional, because um, then you create a space where, where people are connecting, you know, a la The Breakfast Club, they're going through something together in that movie with detention. But in, in this case, it could be an episode or it could be a group or it could be a session or whatever. Um, and then it, it's, it's about, that journey going somewhere and coming back that I think deepens the process. Yeah, I really like, I know in the groups that I've done and facilitated, I really love just to hold space for people. So I'll kind of mm -hmm. give like maybe prompts or does everyone want to go around and share? Like I imagine that we're all sitting in a room, sitting in a circle, like on the floor, right. except we're on Zoom. <laughs> right. And then we go around and share and then everyone takes their turn to be like, oh my gosh, your story was so great. Or I really resonated with this part. And I think what I've learned recently about connection is like, trying to find how we're all the same is what really makes you feel connected to other people. Because I used yeah. to think, oh, I'm so unique. I'm so different. I can't fit in with anyone. I feel so ostracized. But when mm -hmm. I started shifting my mentality to like, well, how am I the same as this person? We're mm -hmm. the same because we both buy groceries. We're the same because sometimes we both get sad. We're the same because we both right. have brown hair. Like it can be stupid or important but we all have these commonalities. And when you can find them consciously, I feel like that really makes you feel connected to other people. Yeah, it makes you feel less alone, right? Yeah. The, the overlap. Um, and also we all have different stories, but we're all kind of going through the same thing. There are themes um, where you could pull back and you could be like, oh, I can relate to this person. And once you can relate and you feel that, um, then you feel less alone. And I think that in itself, you know, deepens the, the, the exchange. Especially now, like everyone almost on the planet has similar feelings throughout the day. You know, oh, yeah. I've yeah. been, I've been reading for a long time about how people are going from like, oh, I'm fine. Pandemic, who cares? I'm good. I'm fine. And then they go the next day almost. It's like, oh, I just need to get out of this house. And it sure. comes in like these huge um, ebbs and flows. And mm -hmm. I didn't really feel any of that at first. And then when I started feeling, I was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Here I am in the same, I'm on board. I'm, I'm, I'm in the team. And we all are kind of, I feel like this has brought us all together because we can all relate to what each other's going through. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we all feel, I think, on, to some degree, a little bit alone still because we're in our houses. Some of us yeah. don't have roommates. Some of us don't even have anybody to live with. Like I have three kids and a husband. I'm good. But... Wow. <laughs> But Plenty of people around. <laughs> yeah. But there's people that I know that like, like Kelsey lives alone, but she does have people that she goes and she, she's not like alone alone, but there are those who can't, you know, leave the house. Yeah. And it's, we are all together alone. <laughs> I hate when people say alone together. <laughs> alone I to hate that. Okay, I mean, I don't I hate that you that. said it because I love <laughs> she, you, but I hate when people say that. She said we're all together alone. She said different it. words, different <laughs> things. 
Um, but it is interesting. So I'm glad that we're talking about this because it, you know, whatever you're feeling is normal right now because there is no normal right now. And so it's all kind of, it's all okay. And it's all part of our process, whatever this process is, we're all in it together alone. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very interesting time. It is. Um, I think it's going to harden people or soften people. And by soften people, I don't mean that as a weakness. Um, whenever we're forced to sit with ourselves, yes. uh, shit, shit comes up. And this is why there are like divorces happening right now. This is why, because you know, right now we can't run. So usually yeah. um, we, we, we hide, we numb, we run away from our problems. And uh, this pandemic is forcing us to actually um, run toward ourselves, which is very difficult. And there's a lot of resistance. And mm-hmm. so if you, if you decide to not do that, I think you will harden. It, and if you decide to run towards yourself, then you will soften. So there's a lot of reevaluation going on in people's lives. That right? is the first thing me and Kelsey noticed. I think during this whole thing is like, it's really kind of forcing people to look at the things that they were ignoring happily being ignorant yeah. or distracted from uh, no distractions now. Yeah. And I was actually, it's interesting. You say more divorces now or, or however you said it, I was going to ask you, like, are you finding yourself more busy right now when people are <laughs> kind of forced as a couple to realize their, their issues or challenges and really face them head on? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, add to that, I'm a brand new father. So, um, <gasps> I saw your babies. baby. Can we just talk about your baby? Oh my God. So adorable. Yeah, I so can't. She, she, um, she's only, she was born in the pandemic. So, um, <sighs> uh, you know, but the great thing about raising a child now is, um, you have no FOMO. It's like the best time to raise a child. <laughs> um, not, not necessarily to actually have give birth, but to actually raise a child because uh-huh. no one's doing anything. So you're just like, oh, well, I'm, also, I'm not missing out on anything. Yeah. So. Might as well watch Peppa Pig again. Right. No one's doing anything. <laughs> How did you do this three times at 35? That blows my mind. I, I don't It's hardcore. Like, yeah. Like, how did you guys do that? I don't even know how I'm sitting here right now. Honestly, yeah. I should be down there. But no, they have, we have a really great babysitter and it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm exhausted all the time. And yes. I kind of feel like the pandemic doesn't help because I was just talking incidentally to my babysitter. And it's like, I do like yesterday, the weekend, I make sure I don't do anything on the weekends because mm-hmm. I have things to do during the week. And so I try my best to sit, I'll watch TV, I'll play games with my kids. I'll just do things that have, I don't want to say no meaning, but you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. not productive things on purpose. And I feel so exhausted. I do nothing <laughs> on the weekends and I'm so exhausted. And the well, pand- I think it's the pandemic. How do you, when you're that exhausted, also work on the marriage? And this portion of the show is brought to you guys by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Yeah, we're totally loving Green Chef. They have different meal plans, you guys. So you can pick from paleo, plant-powered, keto, balanced living. Um, They deliver everything right to your doorstep, which is super awesome and convenient. And they just really make it easy to eat and easy to discover new recipes. So if you're trying to learn how to be better at cooking, I think this is a great way to do it because they're going to send you everything like pre-measured and tell you how to mix it all together and give you the steps and all that. So it's a really fun way to learn and just make it easy. And it also reduces food waste because a lot of the time when we go to the grocery, 
we buy entirely too much stuff, but this way you're just getting exactly what you need for however many people. And we love Green Chef too because they're um, not wasteful like a lot of the other meal prepping kits. Um, everything that they have is more recyclable and they make it easy to do that. So we really recommend Green Chef for all of those reasons. You guys definitely need to go and check it out. Yeah, it really could not be easier to start eating better and healthier, no matter what your lifestyle is or how many people are living in your house right now. Um, so if you guys want to try this, and you should go to greenchef.com slash vibin80, and you guys, you get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Once again, that's greenchef.com slash vibin80 to redeem and to get more details. Well, <laughs> My husband's doing tile right now, so he doesn't, we don't really have to really talk about, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we, we, we do, we do, I, we've definitely had to make more of an effort these days mm -hmm. um, because we are remodeling our house. I think everybody is during the pandemic, but because we're remodeling and we have children tugging at our clothes 24 hours a day and trying to talk to us. So we have to, no animosity there. We have to like make an effort to sit down and actually have a meaningful conversation. And it yeah. is hard. How it do is you, very hard. How do you also inject intimacy? How do you, um, with three, three children, like I don't, I don't know how, how, and it, it's harder than I thought it was because I, I thought um, parents just did a lot of complaining. I was like, oh, whatever you guys. But then now, now that I, I had a baby, I was like, oh my God, it's yeah, you, you don't know till you know, right? You yeah. do not know until yeah. you know. You can't. It's like Fight Club. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's like and little baby Fight Club. I got to say for mothers, you know, if you're, if you're breastfeeding, if yeah. you're, I mean, you, you, you have 10 minutes and you're just like, oh my God, like, like it's gold. Time is Bathroom breaks are yeah. very, very valued in this house. I just lock the door. Wow. And just like maybe have my coffee, enjoy my coffee a little bit. Yeah, it's a it's a hide in the pantry. <laughs> Kelsey, for you, it, uh, when we talk about like when we're talking about babies and you mm -hmm. know marriage and all that, is that very foreign for you or is that something? Um, that it's not foreign. It's actually an aspiration of mine. So I enjoy mm -hmm. like listening in. Um, yeah. I'm only 26. I don't have any kids yet. I'm not married. So um, trying to find a great partner to hopefully start a family with. And I think I found one, but I don't want to speak too soon. But um, yeah, I'm not working, working towards that. But I do love kids and I do love the idea of like, I always love a good challenge when it comes to relating and relationships. So I know that my day will come when I have to yes. tackle all these challenges. Take your time. There is no, yeah. there is no running toward the picket fence because it has splinters. John, what, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. What, <laughs> uh, what, what's, cause people ask me like, what would you say to somebody knowing they want to have kids? Like what's the biggest piece of advice? You know, what would you have them do to prepare? Oh, first, I don't think you can prepare, right? <laughs> Trick um, question. Yeah. I don't think you can prepare. Um, I think that one of the most important, uh, elements of having a kid is, um, building a solid relationship with who you're having a kid with yeah um because if, if it's spotty if there's problems in that because a lot of people have children because their relationships are shitty and they're like oh well i'm just gonna have a kid and then i'll be busy with the kid and i you know i'll find purpose or whatever but um if your relationship with yourself is not good 
and then so here's the pattern okay a lot of times people get into a relationship with someone else because they don't want to sit with themselves or they need someone else to find um validation and, and 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 loving themselves so they're already going into that lopsided and then if that relationship isn't good then they have a child and so their relationship <laughs> with self isn't good their relationship with their partner isn't good and now they're bringing a, a child into this world um and this is common right this is kind of what i call the american nightmare uh, and then there's no, there's like no wonder why people live uh, hollow lives and, and yeah. then, you know, addicted to pills and, and then suddenly they're, um, you know, um, eating their, their emotions and then they don't feel good. About it. I mean, it's just like a downward spiral and then there's drift and then there's infidelity and all of that. So I think working on your relationship with self, which is a, a lifelong process, of course, uh, make sure that actually has some momentum and there's, um, you know, you're, 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 you're doing that actively mm -hmm. and then trying everything um you can or doing everything you can to build a a solid relationship with um whoever you're going to have the kid with you yeah. know um and and there's no perfect relationships right we all have our struggles and you know yeah. weaknesses and all that um but if that piston isn't pumping if that is not something you are doing um i think having a kid is only going to amplify totally you know, all the it's like putting a black light to your relationship and it's like what's happening with the pandemic where now we're forced to sit with ourselves and our partners and we're like, Oh, I don't even know if I like this person. And I don't know, <laughs> you know, like right? all of that stuff. Um, I think that yeah. happens when you have a kid because there's only more anxiety. There's a uh, financial pressure. There's a uh, lack of sleep. I mean, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard, you know, it the doesn't main... make the relationship easier. No, you know, there was always this saying of like, when if you're depressed and you drink you're going to get more depressed if you're elated and you drink you're just going to get more happy and alcohol yeah. exacerbates whatever mood you're feeling which i've always found yeah. to be true as well right. um yeah babies do that too okay yeah. like it's when, it, when you're looking at it as a reflection of the relationship holy crap you're gonna know some things and i i don't know this from experience because my partner is amazing and we we have such a strong bond again nobody's perfect there are challenges but i've seen it so many times in my parents in my family like oh, in yeah. general yeah and i know it it's true so um babies are little shot glasses they bring <laughs> i love it um so i mean i would your answer is way better than mine i just tell people to travel get all the traveling you want done <laughs> mm. explore sure. explore yourself explore the world um i don't yeah. i actually don't think it's about getting it done and of course there's a time when you're raising your children true i think it's um don't give that up like i yeah. think that um you can't i mean not to the extreme of when you are single and you have no no responsibility to anyone else and all that but um i think that just because you have a, a child uh that your life should not be on pause i think that uh, okay but three your life is on pause. It is on pause for a while, <laughs> but, but you, I think you have to make an effort to. I would um, say one kid things. is not, but yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I just that you love. I don't. I don't. I don't like effort <laughs> when oh. it comes. To, well, when it comes to like three car seats, three sets of like yeah. extra pants, three sets of that. Like, there's so much preparing just to leave the house. I don't sure. blame people for not leaving the house. Oh, absolutely, but then um, here's the here's the danger if you. Um, um, if that's good for you, then great. But if it's not, and you just do it, then are you not creating your own prison? You know, and then also oh. you have anger and resentment. You know, and Kelsey, all of that stuff. How much do I like to leave the house, Kels? Never. Never. I <laughs> well, would stay here forever if I could. Well, but that. But then you enjoy that. You enjoy. <laughs> I do. That. Yes. Yes. Right, I different. do enjoy. It. Right. My husband doesn't. He's the one right. that wants to be out and like party and stuff. But yeah. he agrees. The kids are too like too stressful to take out. So. 
Um, I mean, we, I don't want people to think like we don't take them anywhere, especially <laughs> now we, we, you know, we do as much as the average Joe, but sure. even before, like, you know, we take them to the movies, we take them to do fun stuff and like bowling and stuff, but traveling, we went to the UK in 2015 <laughs> and I had one kid and we didn't take him. We left him with grandparents. Like, I don't mm. know when that's happening again. And my husband's like, can you just stop having kids so we can go on vacation? <laughs> I'm like, maybe we'll yeah. see. You guys need to buy a TV so you can stop having kids and do everything. <laughs> buy a TV. <laughs> well, it would. I mean, I'm I'm TMI. I'm super fertile. I think because mm-hmm. we never we never had to like try to have kids. And I I know. I've, oh, they weren't planned. They were just. Um, they, well, they weren't like, not planned, but right. they weren't like we were never like. I my heart goes out to people who who struggle with this because like we my husband's like the only time we do it you get pregnant like things. I'm like well sorry i don't know what to do like we're both very good at making children so you guys have to you guys have only had sex three times <laughs> okay no <laughs> we gotta but, stop having oh sex God. it's it's like an it's like a little joke that he likes to say because it it we just don't we don't necessarily have to try so we are yeah. definitely going to try not to because he really just wants to go on a vacation at some point which i i get it if we can ever get on a plane <laughs> again. Yeah, um, I mean, I think, um, you know, things like travel, things like, you know, whatever whatever you liked before the yeah. marriage, whatever you liked before the kids, whatever you liked before whatever, um, I think there needs to be, and it doesn't have to look the same, and of course I can, especially after three children, but I feel like um, we need to make an effort uh, totally. to keep pedaling that bike or else we could start to lose ourselves. We could hey, where's to- your baby? Um, she's in the <laughs> other room. Oh, yeah. Maybe in the Patreon, we can say hi to the baby. I don't know. Um, Can we talk about uh, speaking of like relationships and bringing out the the connection with yourself and with the person that you do start a future with? Mm -hmm. Talk, talk to us about being single on purpose, because I know that a lot of our listeners could benefit from whatever you have to say on this. Yeah, um, this uh, fire in my belly started from um, coaching clients, mostly female in their 30s who um, tied their worth to being with someone else. So, you know, um, ticking clocks, um, feeling that uh, if they're not in a relationship or married or, you know, having a baby, whatever, at a certain time, they felt that uh, they, they were worth less, right? Mm-hmm. And then add to that uh, the way that we meet people today, which is the, you know, swiping. Um, and I think that that has turned us into baseball cards and everything from like dick pics to ghosting to false advertising, um, that landscape, isn't um, necessarily uh, healthy, right? And so a lot of uh, people frustrated, men too, but most of my clients are women, uh, frustrated with um, finding their one. And so I was like, you know, maybe it's okay to be single. Maybe it's mm-hmm. okay to be self-partnered. Maybe, um, you know, may- maybe um, Barbie never needed Ken. All she needed was that Corvette, right? Like, why, <laughs> why do we put such a uh, value on being with someone like why why is that Uh, and it doesn't mean that to to, this isn't like about anti-relationships um but it's more about uh finding yourself first Mm -hmm. right as you find someone else and i think that's uh that's the shift that i'm trying to help people make is uh go and and do things free like what you were talking about travel and and all the stuff that you 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 usually don't do when you get into a relationship um, do all of that. And also the chances of you attracting someone go higher when you're thriving. That's the irony. Yeah. If you are desperately looking for someone 
and you're just, you know, you're like love crossbows cocked and you're just like pointing it at people. <laughs> love crossbows. People are like, oh, okay. But if you're actually thriving and happy, that energy, um, who doesn't want to be around some, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to be around someone like that? So yeah, that I think helps, helps you. And like, I know from a law of attraction standpoint, when you don't have resistance to where you are, which is like, if you're single and you hate being single and you're like desperate to be in a relationship, that would be resistance. But if you don't have that and you're enjoying that time and you're just like soaking it all up for what it's worth, that makes you just have less tension in your energy and in your body. And it's way easier to attract a partner who wants Mm -hmm. to do all those things that you love to do too. So it's definitely a win-win to like, find a way to be single on purpose, not to deny a good partnership if it comes along, but to just pick yourself first. Yeah. And it's all called single forever. It's just, yeah. it's just called single, <laughs> single right now. Um, and also, you know, what's interesting is um, like uh, monogamy is on trial. There are so many conversations these days uh, uh, about, you know, what loving someone looks like or all the different ways and, new definitions of love and all of that. And so it's just a very interesting time. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? This is where BetterHelp comes in and can help you to live your best life. BetterHelp is a resource where you can gain access to therapists online. Um, It's really, really cool because you can start communicating in under 48 hours. Basically, you take a little quiz. They match you with someone who can do exactly the specialty that you need, whether it's like marriage counseling or you have depression or anxiety or whatever it is. Um, And there's a broad range of experts and they'll match you with the best one. Um, You can change your expert anytime, which is really cool. So let's say if you don't love your first one, you can try another one, but everyone that I've worked with on BetterHelp is really amazing. Um, Actually, so many people have been using BetterHelp these days that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you're a therapist, you might want to hop on BetterHelp to work with them. But if you would like to be a client or a patient of BetterHelp, then definitely check it out because it's worthwhile. It's cheaper than traditional therapy. Um, more affordable, more accessible, and they even have financial aid, which is awesome. Yeah, guys, to try out this special offer just for High Vibe in It listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash vibin. Once again, betterhelp.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Yeah. What is what is your personal um, preference, if you don't mind speaking to that? Because um, I find that it's like, you know, everyone has their thing that they like or don't like or works for them or doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I've, um, been, uh, a hopeless romantic and I've been, uh, uh, what do you call it, a serial monogamist? Um, I've always uh, been in relationships and, uh, I love loving someone. Um, I've never, I've never, um, tried that. I've never, um, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I, I think before, I don't even know if that would work, but now I'm actually listening to other people who, who have, and, um, I could, I could, I mean, I don't know. I could, I could, I don't, I could kind of, I'm more open to it and how that would work um, more so than when I was in my twenties, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's cause I'm 47. Maybe it's because, you know, um, you have to get to a certain place and, and maybe have new definitions of what love could look like. Um, but I, I have not tried it, um, but I have many clients who have, um, you know, I think it's, it's depending on where you're at and what you want, you know? Yeah. It's like, what is the purpose of the relationship? Like any relationship, Mm -hmm. a friendship or a business partnership or a romantic partnership, like 
going do you into guys, it really clear. Do you guys think that, that something like that would work or, or not so much for you guys? I, for me personally, no, but I do see how it has value and can work for other people. So yeah. for me, I very much like to have like single focus attention. So I like to give mm. that to the other person and I like to receive it too. And also my love language is quality time. So I feel like I don't want to be splitting up the time more than necessary, but I don't know. I definitely think it works and it can work. It just depends on your preferences and like what you like. And I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with it or weird about it. I for just me, think for me, it sounds exhausting because I already know one relationship. I put so much energy mm -hmm. and effort into it to like maintain sure, three sure. at the same time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think with, I think with open relationships, it's, it's not about loving three people. I think with that, it's more about you have your main person that you love but you guys are allowed to have um, sexual experiences with other people. So um, for me, it depends on the lens you, you look at it through, right? So if you're looking at, at it through just a biological lens, um, I don't know, like, I don't think we were meant, like I, biologically, you know, I think that we're, we're not meant to be with one person forever. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a human thing that we made. Mm -hmm. um, marriage, monogamy, those are systems, right? Um, I think marriage started because it was about land ownership. Yep. You know? So these are things created. So from a biological thing, um, you know, if, if you just look at instinctual us as sexual beings, um, I don't know if one person is biologically, uh, quote unquote, uh, normal or the standard, right? Um, but then you could also look at it through a spiritual lens. You could look at it through, um, you know, whatever lens you want to look at it through, and it kind of shifts. Um, so I don't know. It's just an interesting topic, and it's something that a lot of people are talking about, especially uh, yeah. millenni millennials are talking about this stuff, not not people my age. Right. Yeah, I think um, it's something that's coming into more focus in the younger generations because the world in itself is changing. And I know everybody yeah. says that when they get to a certain age, but yeah. it is <laughs> it is changing, <laughs> um, and it's gonna maybe become more commonplace. I'm with Kelsey. I'm just like that seems exhausting. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah don't want to even go there. Um, I'm very much like, I've always been somebody who, who is, I don't know, just in one relationship. It never even occurred to me, sure. you know, obviously when my, in my twenties, nobody was talking about it being okay to date mm -hmm. more than one person at the same time. Of course it happened, but it just wasn't a thing. And now I think if everybody involved is on the same page, were they're adults, you know, they can make their own decisions. And if everybody in the communication is open, yeah, go for it. It, it also you. might be one of those things where an idea, it might sound okay, but then in right. practice, like for example, the threesome, right? It, the fantasy of a threesome, right. what we play in our head um, is very different because a lot of people I've talked to who've had them in their head, they're like, oh yeah, let's experiment, let's play, let's be open. And then it goes down and they're like, oh my God, that was so not sexy right, um, <laughs> right. like logistically it's not fitting right. the parts right. are not fitting um, together so oh it, it may be like that you know maybe in theory an open relationship sounds like oh yeah i could see like me loving this one person but then us being okay with having sexual experiences with someone else um and then in practice maybe it's really hard i know um yeah I think Aubrey Marcus, there's a couple influencers who have done this. Um, oh, Neil Strauss, he's got a whole book on, it's called, I think, The Truth about all his, you know, um, love experiences. Yeah. And um, many of them have come back. So many of them have done it, explored it, 
and then come back to monogamy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, I know someone who know. did that to one of my friends and he was like, this yeah. is for me, it's going to be great. And then he tried it and he was like, it's not for me. <laughs> Just I think kidding. what would be hard- I learned be, a lot, but we're coming back to what I thought I wanted in the beginning. Yeah, I think what would be hard would be, um, how do you have uh, uh, sexual experiences with someone and then not catch feelings? Yeah, right. It's so um, intimate. And then with the swingers thing, um, this is what, what I thought, like with the swingers thing, if you do something with a couple, like what, what are the chances that, that everyone's going to be attracted to, like, meaning wouldn't right. one, one person get like ripped off? Like, cause right. like one has more fun than the other. No, like one, one person is really attractive and that's like for your partner. And then the person you end up with, you're not that, so you're like, you have to keep taking one for the team. Like what are the chances that two couples are, yeah are like on the same like attraction level to each other like right someone, someone's gonna get screwed um, yeah kind of in the that family. makes sense literally <laughs> and metaphorically <laughs> so anyway, i want to i wanna... i haven't tried but have thought about yeah we contemplate things we're a lot of contemplators on this show you know it's like hmm, what what would that be like let's think about it for a little right but um i want to circle back around to the topic of connecting with ourselves first because when you were talking about Mm -hmm. the american nightmare as you called it which i love that terminology um and how it all starts with a lack of connection to self so Mm -hmm. if there are people listening and they feel like i want to connect with myself more but i'm just not sure like really where to start like what do you suggest um looking inward um what feels honest to you so whether we're talking about your relationships uh um i I feel like we're either expanding or constricting right Mm -hmm. so um, whether they're friendships or what the work that we do, uh, when we are constricting, it goes against our truth, what we want. We're just forcing it because we feel like there's a, we should be doing it or we should be in a relationship or we're hitting a, a certain age where we, you know, and so a lot of that kind of puts us in jars, uh, our frequency then lowers, right. And, and we start chasing instead of attracting like all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the magnet flips, right. Um, if you, try to ex- put yourself in situations where there's expansion. So whether they are relationships, friendships, and, and it might mean like leaving things, right? If you are in a job that you hate, that drains you. And when you leave, you're just thinking about not coming back or whatever, that's gonna, that's a toxic relationship, right? So that's very constricting. Um, so uh, building a life, designing a life where you are expanding more than constricting, I think is a big one. I love that. The magnet flips. You have such good terminology. I love it. The magnet flips. That's exactly what happens. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that we're either um, attracting um, or we're we're chasing. And I think chasing is powerless and it makes us angry and depressed and attracting is power filled, you know? Hmm. Yeah. What I'm hearing too, from everything that you're saying is like, to connect with oneself requires brutal honesty and then also yeah. like really hardcore integrity, like sticking with your values, preferences, boundaries, and also like doing what you want to do ultimately and not like saying yes to things that don't feel like a hell yeah. Or Yeah. No. And, and that's easier said than done because we're right. not used to listening to, because it's usually a quiet whisper, right? Usually it's lined with fear. Um, I talk a lot about our pseudo self and our solid self and uh, we are pseudo self, the false version of us, um, you know, made by uh, advertising commercials or whatever mm-hmm. that that's a thundering voice that we are used to listening to. Right. Uh, the shoulds or what our parents want for us or whatever. The, the, the solid self is the quiet whisper that we rarely ignore. And so to start listening to that by putting action behind those, the, that voice is hard to do. I mean, that's like, 
you know, um, swimming for the first time and you're like terrified and you're holding onto the ledge. Um, but I think the more you practice that, you know, eventually you could do a cannonballs, you know, off the diving board and stuff. Um, and that's when you start really thriving is when you're fearless and you're, you're listening to your solid self all the time. It becomes your knee jerk, you know, it becomes your, your every day. Yeah. Would you say, would you equate the solid self to like, <clears throat> like, uh, your soul, your soul, your intuition, your truth, your authentic self, your knowing, um, the, the, usually the part of you that you have been disconnected with and, and don't, Oof. To, you know, speaking my language. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have that. Right. Um, because we all have, I don't think it's a constant. I don't think you get to the Island and it's done. Uh, yeah. it's not a light switch. It's a constant, our relationship with ourselves, like our relationship with everyone else uh, goes up and down. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's horrible. Sometimes it's toxic. Sometimes it's abusive. Um, so it's that constant battle. And so listening to, um, whether it's our solid or our pseudo, it's not, uh, something that we just like turn on and then it's set in stone. You know, yeah. there's always inner conflict. There's always a fight and no one is, uh, in their solid self, hundred percent of the time. Right. That's, that's possible. If only. <laughs> I'm if glad only. that you made that distinction because yeah. I think in the spiritual self-help community, there's this like underlying message that oh, you're supposed to be in alignment all the time. You're supposed to feel right. good all the time. You're supposed to be high vibe all the time. And it's like if you actually expect yourself, expect that of yourself, that's like honestly a form of cruelty because it's impossible. Yeah, and people who preach that is they're pulling from their pseudo self. They're pulling mm -hmm. from what they think that people should hear or it makes them, you know, they're talking at people instead of with people. They're not being vulnerable. They're not pulling the curtain back. And he word. Yeah. Did you say word? I said word. She said word. Wow. What is that from the 90s? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I was born in the 90s, so maybe that's where are, I got are it. Are you going to say Audi 5000 when we leave? <laughs> no, but I'm wearing leopard pants. It's kind of oh, 90s. Shit. Nice. <laughs> I'm wearing leopard pants. You can get away with it because you that, that seemed like from your solid self. You just said it with confidence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was no, just resonating was when you were talking about being vulnerable, and I was like, yeah, yeah word. Word. All right, <laughs> word. I love it. Love Kelsey, it. he's swore much more than you have in this episode. Oh my god, that's impressive. That's so weird. I'm very passionate, so I like to say mm -hmm. bad words when I find that it's appropriate. not bad words. I love it. Powerful. And also, <laughs> if you guys are listening but not watching, um, Kelsey's microphone and earphones match her appliances. Which that's is, true. Amazing. <laughs> They're like everything is silver and black. <laughs> Amazing. So for my nervous system, I like for everything to be matchy. Match. Call me a control freak or call me an intentional matcher. Either way you splice yeah. it. I just like things to look nice and be matching. I like it. <laughs> and your <laughs> even you. your hair color matches because that's black too. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's like dark a green black. crystal around my neck and then I can match my plants too in the kitchen. Tie it all in. I know. <laughs> well, do you want to head over to the Patreon and talk a little bit more before John has to go? Yes, I would love that. If you guys are just listening to this and not watching it, you can watch the full extended episode over on the Patreon. Um, just go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe and we'll continue the chat over there for a few more minutes. And we love you guys. Thanks for listening. John, I want you to tell anyone and everyone about where they can find out more about you, how they can work with you, anything of that sort. Yes, um, you can just find me, I guess on Instagram, I'm the mm -hmm. most active at The Angry Therapist. Um, and then, you know, click on my bio link. Um, speaking of 90s, look at oh this Oh my outfit. God. Oh, the oh, baby. Shit. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Look at Hi, you baby. Wait, how old? Five months. Five months. 
Hi. You guys need to get on the Patreon so you can see this adorable little face in her little outfit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and what's her name? Uh, Logan. Logan Bowie. Logan. Just like Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> adorable. Oh my God. So cute. Well, guys, we'll see everyone over at the, the Patreon. Yeah. And um, <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. It was really fun. Yeah. Thanks for being here and bringing your wisdom and your energy and just your value to the world. Thanks for being yeah, here. Thank you guys for doing the same. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.